Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our first. I can't even say welcome back. It's no really welcome to. Welcome to. Yeah, this is our first video that Brooke and I are doing. And we're introducing to you, we're doing this one day a week, the Brooke and Joni Fellowship. So this is our first breakthrough. And let me tell you something. <clears throat> you have no idea what we went through to try to record this. Like all my, all my equipment, my, the equipment that I do have, which is not so good. It just, all of a sudden it said, sorry, there's no sound. Sorry. It was like, you have no idea what we went through. And it was so bad. Oh, and then we tried to record on another laptop. And then on her, her side and my side, the recording button was going on and off by itself. We're like, when does that ever happen? That never happens. You have to manually turn it on and off. So Yeah, we've been at this for almost nearly an hour, a few minutes shy of an hour trying to start. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know what we did? We said, you know what? Let's let's stop and ask the Lord for help. And we really did. And uh, we prayed about it. We said, Lord, we need your help right now with all this equipment. And you're the only one that can help us. And I'm telling you, right after we prayed, I think five minutes, uh, I it said it was good to go. It was we were good. Like, wow, because we were trying everything. Okay, so without further ado, um, Brooke, I'm really excited that we're here doing this together. I'm really excited that we're doing this. And I know other people are very excited we're doing it too. Yeah. So, Let them know about the show and the title. Um, what you decided to, to title this. Brooke and jo Joni and Brooke Fellowship. I mean, and it'll be weekly, 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 once a week. And maybe sometimes it could be twice a week. It, we're not going to like put ourselves on yeah. some like, no, we can only do it once a week. Like I say, if the river's flowing, let it flow. Like we want to work for the Lord. And I mean, if Brooke is flowing in the spirit and she, I'm not going to tell her, well, we can't, we only do it one day a week. Yeah. We're, we're going to record. We're going to record because yeah. we know all of you guys are thirsty. Everybody's hungry and we're thirsty and hungry. Yeah. So uh, Brooke, why don't you go ahead and open it up with prayer and then jump into uh, what we're studying today? Because I actually want to hear what your studies were. So uh Okay. Okay. So, Lord, um, we just humbly come to you. We thank you so much for this wonderful, precious time. It's such a treasure to be back with Joni and to be back together before um, those that listen. And we have so many friends that you have blessed us with through our ministry together with A Minute to Midnight and Tony and Fire and Freedom. And now you're opening up this new season and this new chapter. And um, Lord, I just thank you so much for your mercies, for forgiveness, for opening up our hearts to the power of forgiveness and what it can do. And I just give you all thanks and praise. I ask that you lead us today. Holy Spirit, be with us guide us, 
bring all things to remembrance that we have studied or that you would have us say. And may we be led by you just as we are called by you. I ask this all in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, first of all, let me let everyone know. Most people know this already about me. Um, I already have a a pretty deep, raspy voice, but you guys, I have a, a sinus infection and some fun bronchitis going on, but I was determined to do this today. So <laughs> I'm kind of feeling, um, I had just told Joni, you know, you can feel better earlier in the day, and as the day goes on, you start dragging again and I actually got some antibiotics today that I haven't even started yet shame on me I will start them as soon as I eat something but um, yeah I'm kind of feeling a little ugh. so um but it, it's all good it's great my my spirit's alive and and excited and strong but um also thank everybody for when we recorded our our other show our, our first show of being back together and forgiveness and restoration and whatnot. Joni, your channel had tons of comments. I mean, comments from people that never even watched us or listened to us with the Minute to Midnight or Fire and Freedom. And they're so amazing. And it went on and on. It went on so far that I literally had to stop night before last. I couldn't keep going and just thanking everybody. I felt like I wanted to thank everyone because the words were so beautiful and so encouraging. So just thank everybody for that. Um, also, we did a show with Tony. And um, I let everybody know, of course, where I've been and well, partially where I've been. You know, y'all don't want to hear all of that. <laughs> so um, uh, some of you have uh, reached out and, and helped me and uh, through PayPal and stuff. And I am so grateful to every one of you. Um, Joni and John, I love you guys with all my heart. And thank you so much, Joni, for opening that up for me, you and Tony. I I, I, I told her today, thank you doesn't cover it. Um, thank you is not enough. So I love you guys. Okay, so let's get into this. Um, we were talking before, before we started, and we're not even sure exactly where we're going to go with with this, I, I know we're going to be speaking out of Psalms 46. It's such a powerful, wonderful psalm. And um, there's so many messages within this psalm in itself. So we may come back next show and finish it up if we don't finish it today. So just letting you guys know we'll get as much in today as God wants us to get in. And if, if it's all today, then it's all today. That's it. So we'll just follow God. But um, before we recorded, I learned a little bit of church history, which you guys probably already know, know this. I didn't know this because I do not and have not studied a whole lot of church history other than the Catholic church history because I was in a private Catholic school and religion mm -hmm. class for 18 years. So. Um, I was pretty much church history out, but um, I, I need to, I do, I want to. So anyway, um, and this relates to Psalms 46 and, and Martin Luther King and him writing what many see as possibly the greatest 
hymn of what all time and uh, that hymn was a mighty fortress in our god and this little story can actually relate to what we have gone through the last couple of years with all this covid can we even say that i'm sure we can say covid right you never (laughs) but um anyway um, it was back in 1527, and um, the bubonic plague was sweeping across Europe and in what is now Germany, and even in Wittenberg, where Martin Luther and his children lived. Well, people were dying in untold numbers, and even in the town he was living in. So. His dilemma was, should he stay and fight it out, or should he leave, like so many other people were leaving, and leave all those he had been ministering to, Mm -hmm. while he decided to stay, and um, he even turned his home into a hospital started helping sick people so I mean he completely exposed himself and put his trust in God there but along the way his son actually almost died got really really sick and almost died so just that right there of course we don't know exactly what happened and what was going on in his life But you can imagine the struggle. You can imagine he's human just like the rest of us. And just because he pinned this hymn during the middle of all this based on Psalm 46, well, he obviously had to turn to God and really, really put his trust and faith in him. And um, the way that this hymn goes, I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our our helper, he amid the flood of mortal mortal ills prevailing. So uh, a bulwark, that is a, a defensive wall or a fortification. So that is what he, he termed who God was here. And just look what's, how we can compare back then to now. Now, of course, you know, yes, there's differences because, um, you know, the bubonic plague was actually human nature and, <laughs> you know, this thing that's going on, uh, I can think most of us can agree how it's kind of pre-planned, but I'm just talking about the battles and the struggles that he must have gone through and seen. And, and, um, and, and COVID is real. There are people that are dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that have lost their wives, their loved ones, their family members. So, what difficult times and to not even be able to go into hospitals and see them before they pass away. That's just something else. But I want to read 
uh, verse 1 of Psalm 46. And it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And that's all, as far as I'll go. Because there's two truths in here. God is all-powerful and God is all-present. And I, I hope you guys can take that with you today and remember that today. And God is basically a castle that can never be conquered. Never. And, you know, you think of, uh, I know I've seen in movies and uh, these places with castles and, you know, they're usually out in the middle of nowhere and, 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 you know, the good guys are running for their lives and the bad guys are close behind them. And all of a sudden they see the castle and they see the wall and they just know if they get, get there and get behind those walls and get to that castle, their trust is in, in that and, and they will be safe and protected. And, and that is what God is. He is that wall. He is that fortification. And, you know, he is all present, meaning is now, not future, not now, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what good would that do us um, with a God who is, you know, far away and dealing in heaven's affairs? No, he's not far, far away. You know, we need someone with us in the trenches right on the side of, mm -hmm. with us. And that's where he is. And he lives right here. Um, so many times I know over the last year, especially, you know, I have questioned where are you, God? And why aren't you speaking? And on and on and on. And it's not that. God goes anywhere and it's not that he isn't speaking it's why am I not listening where am I that I cannot hear because he will not leave we change he cannot change and will not change mm -hmm. so you know praise God that um through everything that I'm back here doing this because you know I I love this and love Joni and Tony and, and people, but, um, you know, we can get to a place where we just feel that, that God is, uh, not even near. And, um, even has rejected us. Well, it's a lie. And, you know, just to let you guys know, um, the psalmist, when he wrote that psalm, that is when Jerusalem was under siege uh, by foreign armies and they were surrounding the city of Jerusalem and the psalmist so God was ultimately that walled fortress so can you imagine what was going on and here this psalmist he is writing and pinning this psalm that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So anyway, that's just a little bit of church history and a little bit, you know, about this psalm and the psalmist and Martin Luther and 
and all of that. And I just thought it was so interesting to share today. You know, I didn't even know that about Martin Luther. I didn't either. So I'm really happy to know that because, you know, how many times have we like, a mighty fortresses yeah. our God. We know all the words and we sing it and we know Martin Luther wrote it. And then it goes even deeper into the roots of how he was hanging on in desperate desperation. You know, we, you know, sometimes I think we fail to forget, like, I like how you pointed out he was a human. He, he had children, his people around him were dying there. There was no medical community like we have now medical advancements. And can you just imagine what the word was meaning to that man back then? Mm-hmm. He couldn't just get online and watch a video to support him in faith. All he had was a desperate cry to God. And so for him to see that word, because like you said, like he could have left. He could have yeah. went, hey, I'm picking my yes. kids up. We're heading out. Okay. And could you imagine he probably blamed himself when his son nearly died like did I make the worst decision of my life? Imagine the, imagine the dark. We, obviously, that's how we would feel like. What was I thinking? My own child is paying the price for me thinking I'll stay here and help. But, you know, God let him live. And I'm sure that boy went on whether I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But he went on and he lived and he f- finished his life. But, you know, um, when those armies, you know, when, when this song was written, it starts off with an is, right? It starts off, it's like, God was our fortress, and he was there that day. He, he was our uh, very present help in trouble, and, and he was, there was no was. It's like, God is our refuge. I mean, yeah. it, to, to me, that got to knowing where Psalm 46 com- comes from. That Jerusalem was set, surrounded by heathen armies. Um, and that, like you said, like they were seeing, who knows? There's so much yeah. not written. Miraculous things happening. God defending his land, right? But it starts off with God is our refuge. That's such a victorious beginning. Right, isn't it? I just thought, wow, this is wonderful. Also, <clears throat> in the scripture, how it says um, a very present help in trouble. <clears throat> well, very is defined as a high degree, extremely, exceedingly. So right here, <clears throat> the God, the God that's being portrayed is Elohim in this passage. It's not Jehovah like others. It's Elohim. And I mean, he is extremely, exceedingly present help in trouble. So that's just, you know, oh, I wish I could remember. There's something in, um, in the Hebrew. Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's a double something. But that's what this is saying here. He's not just a present help. He's a very present help. He's not just mighty. He is almighty. You know, it's like saying uh, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You know, you can have a brother and who can be closer than a blood relative. So when you say there is a friend who sticketh closer than a brother, 
um, who could be closer. I mean, we're talking, you know, we, I think we seem to look at like, see, we're born again. We're on the right side of the cross. This was on the left side of the cross, but yet they were absolutely experiencing demonstrations of God's salvation, his protection, his supply, his strength. And when I saw, you know, when I was reading this the other day, when I saw this and I've read it, you know, every time you read it, you get something more, but I saw, you know, it says God is our refuge and strength, a very present. And, you know, Brooke, wouldn't you say <clears throat> that in the darkest hours in times of your life, you know, all of a sudden everything narrows down. You don't like, okay, I'm going to read four chapters here, three chapters there, catch a sermon. You can't. Because when you're under siege, you you can only look one way and cry. Help me, God. You know? And many of the Psalms start without help me, God, for the faithful ceaseth. You know? Save me, oh God. Hear me, oh God. Yeah. Um, you know? And that's They were just like us. They were human. Sometimes we look at those who pin the bible and just think they were superhuman but they weren't when we read it sounds like us and he mentioned that the other day with me when i had told you and i even told the audience i could not even pray i could not even read depression had swept through me and consume me so much, which is something I never thought that I would face. Um, I'm just not uh, typically a depressed person, you know, real depression, but it's crippling. And um, since you said that just now, there were times, most times, I actually sleep on this sofa where I'm sitting because um, I have issues with my back and I can't find a mattress for, for years that I can quite sleep on yet. But I'd be laying here and just saying that, Lord, help, Jesus, help, help get me out of this rut, help. And then, of course, you know, I'd feel guilty that, well, I'm not on my hands and knees and in worship and in praise and in reading and then praying for 30 minutes or an hour. We beat ourselves up. And I am famous for that, you know, especially you know, coming from so long, you know, in a minute to midnight and far and freedom and, um, and all of that. So, you know, it's like, uh, hey, I cannot post in my far and freedom group anymore. What am I going to tell them? I am completely defeated on every side here. You know, I was not running I, I was not even able to run to God as that fortress and put my trust in him like I always did before. Um, but I know through this, just what's been happening to me this week and the people that have reached out to me um, through email or message, um, every little bit is another nugget of encouragement and it's more strength and more strength and more strength and you know you and I every time we talk every time we text it's it's more of more dust comes off more dust comes off I rise up rise up rise up and then the hunger begins again the thirst begins again but you know 
it doesn't matter how long we've been saved and and all, all of that that does not matter none of that matters the numbers don't matter this matter how mature you are when something happens to knock you down you better be ready because it's going to knock us down and we have to know what to do and we cannot let the enemy overwhelm us and overtake us and and completely defeat us and thank god i'm here i am i am back um but you guys what i talk about and um i do i i really hope it's one thing i thought about today before we came on you know it's like uh, i i got a little nervous uh, before we started doing this and um it's not like me to to be nervous for something like this. We've done this for for so long, but my thought process was kind of in, uh, you know, will will people accept me right away coming back? You know, even when, when people know, so many of you guys know, listen, I'm not full 100% yet. Of course I'm not. Um, I'd be lying to say that I was. But I also know where God wants me and I'm obeying. And by doing what I'm doing, it's like God saying, now this is how you rise. This is how you put your trust. This is how you become undefeated. So just get on there and trust and I'll I'll take over. So, you know. Yeah. Um. And, and definitely, I, I you've got to um, read a little bit about um, a little further down in Psalm 46. Um, now that we know what the psalmist was going through and how Jerusalem was under that kind of siege, wow, can't we appreciate even much more when we read about the mountain swelling and being cast into the sea and the siege roaring and all of this. So I'm going to let you read that part because, um, you know, you first brought it up yesterday. It was and um, it, it's so amazing and descriptive and then like a river, you know, you see the calm. So I'll let you go to that and explain that. You know, the, what I was looking at. And of course, I'm looking at through eyes like you, you know, and probably like eyes through everybody. I mean, their earthly life is a hard life, you know, and even if there's people that have advantage, sometimes financially, you know, we think that maybe they have more answers. They have probably more problems, you know, and Mm -hmm. so all of us in this world, we have something hard or like you said, the big sledgehammer behind the knees. Right. And um, so let me just get into what I saw. When I saw verse two and three, I'm going to read two, three, and four. When he says, therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed. Notice the word though. Though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Um, what what the what what Cora was saying here is he was talking about extremes, and that's what Brooke and I want to really put on the table today is extremes. See, Brooke was in an extreme 
awful place. Okay. Um, and, but there was a river. Even still, it says, though, 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 all these, those, and it's, he, he hits on things that are immovable in creation. Things that can never be moved. If they could ever be moved, only God can move it. It says, though the earth, so he's taking the extreme of the extreme. He's saying, look, if the whole world blew up, you know what I'm saying? It would like maybe in our own language, we would go, if the whole world blew up, uh, if a tornado like wiped out the entire world, uh, if the continent broke apart in 50 pieces and we're all mm -hmm. floating around and, and whatever, it's like, you can fill in your though. Okay. Because what he's saying is, look, we saw what God can do. We were there. We saw it. That's why we are able to say God is our refuge. It's established. It's done. It, he is our refuge. It's not like let's run for refuge. Um, even though I know there's that scripture that says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Notice the is, and we're going to talk about the is too, because there's seven times in this entire chapter that says is this, and I call this chapter is is <laughs> the seven is is of chapter 46 but notice how he uses the most catastrophic mm -hmm. absolute absolute catastrophic expressions of trouble right he says there is a river and isn't that just like god to inject there is a river there is a river and there's streams meaning tributaries that go out from it not just one river that snake winds through it's like he he allows tri uh, tributaries and he says so, that right after everything you just read you are, read read them verse four that 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 is what you're talking about where the river comes from after you just all read all that destruction and chaos that though that like 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 in other words what the writer is saying he's trying to get you to imagine mm -hmm. and he's comforting you by saying look because i believe everything that was written we know everything that's written brooke was written because they experienced it it wasn't like they were like you know oh that's a good idea and like they do oh, yeah that sounds like a good poetic right poetic song to write to be they're like no. No, look, this this song think about it this is a song which, by the way, let me just put this little thing in, like I told you, which is interesting. It says, to the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamoth. And Allah is female. That means there was, it says here, Alamoth denotes uh, the treble or part sung by female voices. The word meaning virgins which was sung with some appropriately keyed instrument. And so oh, it, they wanted the sound of women's voices. That's yeah. what, and so even the harp and the lyre, all of those things were very high pitched. So there was a sound and it is so beautiful. Sometimes a song sung by women voices is necessary. And that's what the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. wanted, you know? And I'm not all about like, oh, women, us women. There's the beautiful voices of men and the beautiful voices of women. And even when they combine, it's beautiful. But what I'm saying is. Um, but look at that feminine, those feminine voices. 
while he's talking about such devastation and chaos even the voices resound with the calm river and streams those women are singing that song the women are singing it yeah and that and you know what and i was doing some research and it said um well and we know that the sons of the asaph and his sons were the anointed singers they were the ones chosen by god to be the singers and his son ethan uh heman and jaduthan okay those were his three sons um and but yet this is the one the one and only there's only two alamoths in the entire bible wow yeah one is in you can compare it with chapter uh uh, first chronicles 15 19 through 21 and chapter 46 that's the only time that the alamoth is used and the allah and i did research so i'm i'm saying in hebrew allah means allah I know it sounds like I'm saying like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not the Allah of his Islam. That's A-L-L-A-H. This is A-L-A and Moth, M-O-T-H. Yeah. But it is a personal pronoun, which says it is a women. And it does say clearly, even in, I went into he, a Hebrew uh, text to see what the scholars said. And they said it was sung by women. And I thought, isn't that amazing? Okay that it was set to women's voices to sing about a war fought by men but god was involved and i thought that is just incredible but when he says there is a a river not there was a there was some river and it was you know flowing from the north to the south it says there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of god the holy place of the tabernacles of the most high so he's talking about Jerusalem, and that's also future when you look in during the thousand-year millennial reign when he puts his throne there in Jerusalem. Um, it talks about waters flowing out of the right side from underneath his throne. And remember, at the, let me pause there, because in Genesis chapter 1, when it was describing that new land, that you know, for Adam and Eve, it says there was four rivers, right? And... So when it says the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. So you're looking at, he's talking new life. He's saying, I, I give new life. This is not just, oh, look, isn't it lovely a river? It's like, no, I, I, this is the river of life. And I want to add something too, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you to carry the rest. You know, when we read uh, chapter uh, uh, one of Psalm, you know, we're all familiar with chapter one. Um, and it says here, and it does have something to do with the river. We know what it means. It says, uh, so it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly and so forth. And I don't want to go through the whole thing. Verse three, okay. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The Hebrew writers say the word planted is not just what you think, like somebody just plants. It's a transplant. And where they planted the trees, they carved out canals, riverbeds, little, and then, and so they would have rows 
of transplanted trees. And they would dig these canals by the trees so that they would flood it with water. And so you see our life that we're taken from, you know, Colossians 1.13, for he has translated us, he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us, transplanted us in the kingdom of his beloved son. But you know what it says? by the rivers, by the waters. And then we become great spiritually fruit-bearing trees. So when you say, look, this whole world's in commotion, right? I mean, you, you, you get that, right? Like he's saying, look, the worst of the worst. He's trying to develop you to, he's trying. That's why it says at the end, say law, meaning don't rush, think about it. And then he, introduces the river so you go ahead and you can take it from there well you know i i just really um taking off after uh verse four into verse five you know again really quick you said there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. But right after that, the psalmist also goes on, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. Don't you love that? How early. Yeah, like he wasn't, he was already there. In essence, he's already he, there. No, so look at when you're saying he's a very present help in time of trouble. And it says God is in the midst of her. So that there. negates like, God help us. You, we're all alone. We're there. The, the enemy is upon us, right? I mean, God is. He's already there. That's the thing. We tend, a lot of us tend. What do we do? We start calling and running to our fortress when we are in trouble. Listen, he's already here. Every day with us through the good, through the bad, through the ugly, through everything. So he's with us already. He's not far away in the good times that all of a sudden here in the bad, he is here. You know, and if we feed ourselves every day, then when trouble comes out of nowhere, which usually, typically, it comes out of nowhere, we're not expecting it. Then guess what? We already know he's right here. We can call on him, he's there. And right quickly, right quickly. You know, That's I mean, amazing to hear. You know, I want to, I, I want to bring something up because, oh my gosh, the sound. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, I want to bring something up about hearing because, and I know you hear it too all the time because you're in the arena and I'm in the arena and we hear it all the time. And it is, you know, how people so struggle like, well, I don't hear his voice. I don't hear his voice. And I want to bring up a story. Somebody told me something 
about another individual um, who uh, complained that they never, she, she was coming to me. She said, Joni, there's this individual and, and uh, she, she just complains all the time that she doesn't hear God's voice and such and such. And I said, hold on a minute. Yes, you do hear God's voice any, every day. All right. And I'll put it this way. I like how, what's his name? Um, A.W. Tozer put it. He said, God does speak to us every day. He goes, we speak to him in prayer. He speaks to us in his word. And so when you start to get to the point where, and look, God, look at everybody's different with the word. Okay. There are some people that have medical issues. They can't read it. That's fine. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. There's all these different little things why people say, well, I can't read a whole lot where some people can read volumes. Mm -hmm. It's not a contest. Mm -hmm. I just really want to make that clear to you, whoever you are that are listening, stop looking to your right hand and to your left to see how much he's reading, That's how right. much she's reading, because pride comes in because one day you're going to be the one reading a little bit more than them. But then you know what happens? We have fallen into a sin of pride because it's not a contest. It's the living word. It's, it's nourishment for our soul. And, and if you really want to hear from the Lord, then open up his word. It's alive. And when you read it, you'll see many things. God will speak to you in it. Um, I want to say something about God being in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her that right early. In other words, so when he's saying, though the earth be removed, and though this is though this happened, though there's this, if like really though this happens, because he's not saying it will, he's giving you extreme. Mm -hmm. He's saying, look, then he says, God, then he moves into a future. God shall help her. And he's letting you know, and that right early, that means before you even think of going Oh, before you even know what's upon you, yes. he's already, see, God is our defender. He is our defense. Yes, this is a historical situation. This truly happened. But look at, look at like what you shared about Martin Luther. Martin Luther was in a different, he was alive during, I think, what was it, the 1500s? And it he, was 15, this was 1527. Uh, yeah. with that plague and what was happening with him at that time okay so look what happened in the future so it goes into his future and god did help martin luther and that right early and out of it he wrote a song that will forever as long as mortal mortality exists before there's a new heaven and a new earth that song will be sung that that that's pretty powerful when you think about that so um i just wanted to make that point about that oh for sure just like you said I, let me just stress to everyone the point you made about stop looking to your left at that person stop looking to your right at that person um stop worrying um if you hear people online on radio or whatever talk about you know how they pray for an hour or three hours. And, you know, sometimes that really, that, that really strikes something in me. It does bother me because it's kind of like, 
why do you need to, do you really need to let people know how long you pray, that you pray for two or three hours? Yeah, I don't like it. I, um, I see pride in it. Bottom line, that's just sorry how it is. But I also see that people that listen to, to those kind of words and people who speak that way, that it can bring them down and make them feel bad because because they may not be they may only be able to give five minutes but listen it's quality not quantity if you take one passage one passage you know you may focus on verse one out of everything we said today not not forgetting other things but you may take verse one how he's all powerful and all present and literally focus on that for five minutes and take that with you through the day you will learn so much more on that five minutes you spent with god and trying to outdo someone else or you feel that well god expects me to put so such and such time in no god simply expects you to obey open the word and put it in, eat it, put it inside mm -hmm. of you. He doesn't say, and I expect this much and this amount of time. Also, there's people out there. Let me throw this in. I know it. I was one of you. I have heard um, our listeners uh, speak about this. Do not beat yourself up when you can when you do not remember the exact book or chapter or verse mm -hmm. the word comes out of, you may just remember it was somewhere in Psalms, but not the book or the chapter. Stop worrying about it. Stop worrying because this is, that was added. That was added for our benefit and the reader's benefit later on. Okay. Um, it was separated. Uh, you know, of course, God led them on how to separate. But when 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 his word was originally given through the Holy Spirit and inspired by him, no, they didn't write all these chapters and verses and everything. I'm not saying that it's meaningless. No, but some people just don't have the memory to remember. And it is OK. It's OK. So. Um, you guys just remember that. I, I know so many of you um, would like to remember it all, but um, you know, there's different reasons why we we just can't, and it's okay. And still share the work, still share it. If you can't run and look it up and exactly where it's at, it doesn't matter. God's not paying attention to any of that. But I do think. That is definitely a good word. I think that let's let's try to just finish this up. I, think I was going to say the same. I think that we should end here because I really want to talk about, of course, the verse that we all love, uh, being still and know that I am God. And that's a show on its own and how, you know, just a few other passages in here. But, uh, yeah, I think we've given enough for today. We don't want to go into that because that'll take another you know, 30, 40 minutes.
Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, because they get the every, I think we get the idea because it goes on to say the heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice. We see the earth now, it says the earth melted. You know, so there's this grand expression of God's overarching power to defend his own people. And look, God defended Jerusalem. He defended his armies. He defended David. He defended the sons, Korah and his sons. He defended everybody that was there. And he will stop at nothing. He will, In other words, he will move those mountains. He will move. He'll, he'll, he'll throw them in the midst of the sea for you. He'll cause the waters thereof to roar and be troubled. He'll shake the mountains for you. He'll melt the earth for you. In other words, he's letting you know for all time, forever, because the word of the Lord is forever. And he's telling you, yes, this happened, but I will defend you. I will defend your life. There is a river and it will make you glad. And you know, when at the end he says, he makes, he says, come now he's in, there's an invitation. Well, first it says in verse seven, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So he says three times in there that God is our refuge. God is our refuge. God is our refuge. And it says, come now he's inviting you to come. Now there's something he wants to show you. Come behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he has made in the earth. He goes on to say, he makes wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear in sunder, he mm. burneth the chariot in the fire. You know, so he's he's giving some pretty strong language because they saw what God did. For sure. So now he's comforting you by saying, be still. Be Be still. Okay, because all that can be happening, mountains shaking, the earth being removed, the sea roaring. There's a river. Be still. Be still and know I am God. I am him. I am that walled fortress. I am that the will protect fortress. you. He is that hedge of protection, that mm -hmm. ring of fire. That um, It's such a good prayer. You know, I've been praying that for me and my children and and whoever for years, I thank you, Lord, that you are my hedge of protection, ring of fire as I drive today or around your yeah. property at night. I thank you, Lord, that you provide a hedge of protection and a ring of fire around my property line, around my home. You know, all of that can go back to this. And he is that fortress. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, and, and that that's real. There, there is, you know, there's tangible things, right? The material world, but in a way there's tan, not, not in a way there is tangible spiritual things that are real, right? Look at, in closing, just listen to the seven is, is, <laughs> the seven is, is. Are you going to review is, them? Are you going to review right them? Here. Wonderful. And then, then you can pray to uh, close out and re I, you, I was hoping you'd review them real quick. Yeah, because it's good. Yeah. It says, God is our refuge and strength. There is a river. God is in the midst of her. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Father in heaven, we thank you so much.
that you are our refuge and fortress, a very present help in time of trouble. Praise the Lord, that Lord Jesus, though the whole earth would melt away, though all the kingdoms be overthrown, though things and countries and, and even the, everything be turned upside down, there is a river and that is reality. And Jesus, I thank you for the river of water of life that you give to everybody who's thirsty, everybody who's exhausted, everybody who's scared, everybody who's experiencing, or maybe in the future, they'll remember this word when their mountains be carried, their mountains of their lives be carried into the midst of the sea. Though they're, you know, all the things that we read about today, all the those, you said there is a river. There is a river and you are our God. The Lord of God is with you. And I just pray over everybody right now that the Lord would cause you to remember when he said, come behold the works of the Lord. What wonders he has done. When you remember the glorious things he has done for you, then your spirit will be lifted up out of this world. And I don't mean that in a crazy way. I just mean in your heart where your whole, the Holy Spirit lives and that you will be lifted in your spirit and all the things around you will have no power. Just like you, Jesus, when they tried to throw you off the cliff and you passed by them, they couldn't touch you. Praise the Lord. So now, Jesus, we just ask you to seal up the words in the hearing of the uh, ears of those that heard the words spoken today by Brooke and I, but that Lord, that you would speak and enlarge and deepen the words very personally, very intimately, and that your spirit will bear witness of your own truth. And now Lord, I rest this prayer upon you and we praise you and give you thanks because Lord, that Psalm 46, that it was not only bookended of you being our God is, God is, God is our refuge. That was your signature on it. And that means is means today and tomorrow and forever. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, Brooke, this was really good, and I look forward to us uh, doing this again next week, and uh, I pray, you guys, that this was a real blessing to you. I was blessed by this information that you gave today about Martin Luther. Like, I seriously didn't even know that. Yay. Yay. You know, like I said, it, it's hard, you know, just, uh, you know, coming back up. Uh, putting my faith and coming back well, mainly, yeah, but you know, it's like, like, I, like I shared I just I don't want people to feel like well I mean like you know who does she think she is after a year of <laughs> and, and guys real quick it wasn't um I wasn't um uh, you know running the bars and living my old life by far uh, you know I've explained that but um yeah I feel so much better um you know um uh, doing this you know i felt like the lord's presence was here and um all the more 
really I have to say this because Joni, I was supposed to say this um, and let people know, you know this, we talked about it. Uh, this, because of what I've been through and because of what I'm going through, I have just asked God to use me as a real time example of watch what I will do as God, as your God, when you begin again to rise up and start speaking and walking in faith again. And I want to be able to, and, and, and I want you guys to see it unfold in my life to let you know. You see, I was at the darkest places of despair. I was drowning one hand up here, the bottom of the well with no ladder. And um, and that that can be scary to do because I am saying this, I am putting it out, but that puts accountability on me to make me say, okay, you know, ah, oh, Lord, I don't, I don't want to let you down. Uh, I'm gonna rise. I don't want to let myself down anymore. And let's go forward. And your people, Lord, who listen, I can be accountable to them, you know. And now I can say, hey. Um, watch my life. If I can do it, you can do it too. Um, we just need the body. We need to trust. And we, we just, we just got to make a move. Doing nothing really gets us nowhere and just gets us worse and worse and worse as the, as each day goes on. So, um, yeah, I'm just here to say, okay, Lord, do what you got to do. And it'll be wonderful to see it in real time. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I expect it. I expect it in Jesus name. So thank you so much for having me. And thanks you guys for listening and, and being here for us, for me, for Joni. Um, and we love you guys. And we, we can't wait to see what God brings each week going forward. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, we're going to say goodbye for now. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, thank you for viewing and growing with us. We're all growing yes. together. It's beautiful. Yes. All right, Brooke, talk to you later. And all right. We'll see you guys next time. Yes. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.